All right. Welcome to the Divine Gossip Podcast. This is episode five, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I wrote episode five. So today I'm with Jen. I think, is your last name pronounced Fedorowitz? Yes, it is. Oh, oh, I did so good. Okay. So I'm with Jen Fedorowitz, aka Jenergy. We call, in in this house, we call you Jenergy. That's your name, just so you know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So today I'll be interviewing Jen. Um, She's a one, first of all, a friend of our family, of my mom. Um, And I'm going to pick her brain on what she knows best, the energy codes. Um, And yeah, I guess let's just dive right into it because we've been talking already and I have so many questions and yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here too, Mackenzie. It's my favorite conversation. I know. I love that. Okay. So first, I introduced a recent segment called My Divine Moment. So a divine moment for those who don't know, in in my opinion, and what I've defined it as on this podcast, is a moment in your life that like really stuck out to you either recently or even a long time ago, whatever that is to you. It that left you feeling hopeful, pretty happy, excited. It made you feel like there's a higher purpose, a bigger thing out there. Um, so my divine moment, I was actually listening to Jen's meditation. It's called Dissolving Obstacles on Insight Timer, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I first of all, I love that app. Like that app is incredible because it allows you to like check in every day and then it gives you meditation based on that. But I always find myself going back to your profile anyway. So So I was listening to Dissolving Obstacles and I've only used that meditation for my anxiety specifically. So I have, and I think I've told you this before in a session probably, but I always have like a pit in my solar plexus, like right in between my ribs it's always like a little pain and I wake up with it. And I, so today it was like, okay, this is like the third day in a row I've had this feeling consistently. So I was like, I'm going to do this. Cause last time I did this meditation specifically, I was able to like move it through my whole body and release it, which we'll talk about what the hell that means. But, um, today I did that and I was like, oh my God, I can still do this. Like the energy, the energetic body is such a real thing. And when you implement it, it can really change how you feel and how you go about your day. And I was really tired after, which I thought was interesting. But anyway, that's my divine moment. (laughs) Wow. Okay, Mackenzie, I love that so much. And there's so much I'd love to say about that. So maybe we can circle back. Yes, we can. Um, But I'm happy to share with you my divine moment. Uh, When I saw that this was the first question you were going to ask me, the first thing I thought was, life is just a series of divine moments. I really look at my life that way from one thing to the next. It feels very divinely guided. Mm -hmm. But specifically, uh, this happened to me just the other day. In the morning after I meditate and do my thing, I sit out on my front deck with a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. And on the deck, we have a few bird feeders. There's a hummingbird feeder. And I can hear the ocean a little bit in the distance if it's rough enough. And it's one of my favorite times of the day. Yeah. So I'm sitting drinking my coffee and a cicada landed on the railing and started making noise, that kind of summertime noise that a cicada yeah. makes. And it yeah. was right there in my face like it was talking to me. Yeah. 
so I sat with it and I just looked at it and I thought, okay, I know this is a sign because everything is a sign yeah. from the universe when mm -hmm. we're tuned in. And so when he was gone, I Googled the meaning of a cicada. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And it said, it's about rebirth. It's about new things happening in your life and mm -hmm. being prepared for that. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting because I had been talking with a friend a week or so ago about how things are changing. My business is changing. So much is changing and I'm sort of ready for this next new exciting thing. And I think that that cicada was letting me know that it's all good and it's I time. Love that. Yes. I'm so obsessed with like, oh, what does this mean? I Google stuff like that all the time. Yes, me too. Me too. Uh, <laughs> um, I've sensed that new beginning with you, like on social media and stuff, because you're always posting what well, I feel like. But and now I've noticed you've gotten a little more quiet. I'm like, oh, she's brewing something. <laughs> I've, I've felt that from you so hard. So it's interesting that you said that because oh, cool. I was right. Cool. So. Yeah, I appreciate that coming from you. That's oh, thank awesome. you. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a very amazing divine moment. I always see little bugs and I'm like, oh, my God, that's such a sign. Um, okay, so can you provide some information about your background, what you do, how you got where you are. Yeah. Sure. And if I start, if I go on too long, please stop me. I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started out as a school teacher. So I was a school teacher for 15 years, um, have a real love for teaching and always did. And I stopped teaching when my children needed me at home. So I had a four-year-old and a 14-year-old. I quit teaching and stayed home with them. But at that same time, I got really involved in yoga and yoga started to change how I felt in my body. It changed my confidence level. It really shifted me in some big ways. So the practice of yoga got me so interested that I wanted to then teach yoga. So I went to school, got my certificate to teach yoga, and I did some things along the way, some other jobs, but I always had this I don't even know if it was a dream, but just this thought that it would be really neat to just be teaching yoga as a, you know, as a career, as a, yeah, for a living. And so I opened a yoga studio. I, I never thought I had the confidence to do it. I passed a um, old Masonic lodge one day and said to my husband, that would make a cool yoga studio. And mm -hmm. he said, why don't you do it? And so everything, talk about divine moments, everything just lined up for me. And I was able to do that. And I ran that studio for six years. While I was there, I became more and more interested in energy. Mm -hmm. I, was a, um, I had a Reiki session. I had someone open my chakras mm -hmm. and felt the power of energy. Before that, honestly, I was a little skeptical about that whole idea yeah. of, of opening a chakra or you know, moving energy through the body. Mm -hmm. But when I experienced it physically, it really interested me. So yes. I became a Reiki master. I went through it, you know, it didn't take, I took a while. It's not like I just became a Reiki. I did Reiki one or Reiki two. And, and then one day um, I received an email from the Shift Network with a teaching of Dr. Sue Mortar. And just listening to her, I just felt deep within me this need to learn more from her. Mm. And so that was 2017. And since then I have just studied and studied and expanded my understanding of all things energy. And mm -hmm. so sold my studio. And now that's what I do. Full-time energy coaching and energy healing. That's amazing. That was perfect. Well said. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, and we were talking about this 
because we're going to talk about the science behind this too, but we were both like, eh, I need a little bit more proof, I guess. But when you feel it physically, I remember having, I, I don't remember my, our first session together. Actually, oh my God, yes, I do. It was at Thrive, your old studio, right? Um, I still work there. You part-time. still work there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at that place, you were in your room and you taught me about, you did the pendulums over my chakras to see how they were like energetically, if they were closed, open, moving, whatever. And they were all closed. <laughs> I remember like, uh, I remember being like, cause when you hold a pendulum over a chakra, it connects to the energy and it's like a wheel. So, um, the chakra, the pendulum will move like a circle if it's open or however open it is. And I remember you doing it before the session and all of mine were closed. So the pendulum was like trying to burst open, but it couldn't. Um, and I remember being like, yeah, I was expecting that. And then you did your energy work. I remember you did Reiki on me and I remember kept, I kept falling asleep because it felt so cool. And I kept twitching myself awake. Every time you would do Reiki over a body part, I would twitch myself awake and I'd be like, whoa. And I remember you asking me if I was okay. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. It's just interesting. (laughs) Um, And then you checked my chakras after and they were all like spinning wide open. So anyway, that was my first session with you, but you actually taught me that I can talk to my because I'm that was when I first got into all this spiritual stuff. So I was like learning about what spirit guides are and like who was guiding me. And I was like, Do you know what spirit guides are? And you were like, Yeah, duh. <laughs> like, There's no way I said duh. No, you no, you did not. <laughs> you did teaser. not. No. Um, but you were like, Yeah, you can talk to them all the time. That's who that's who's with you. Those are your people, those are your beings, and like you taught me how to talk to them through pendulums. And now I do that like almost every day. So anyway, cool. that's so I, cool. I know. So I was like, but what I was going to say is my most, I think it was my most recent session with you. You were doing your central channel breathing on me, like guiding me through that in person, laying on your, um, what is your mat called? Biomat. The biomat. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, you got to my, sacral chakra which is right above your root and you like I don't know what you did to me but it was so fucking cool you like went through my my root chakra not physically but like energetically you guided me through that part of my body and then when I got to my sacral I literally felt it open up and it felt like I was floating off the table and I've never told you this Uh I don't know why but because I think you already knew what it felt like because you felt it too and I did not say anything out loud, but when I felt it open, you were like, there you go. And I was like, how did you know? I just felt that because you were connected (laughs) to my energy. Anyway, so I was like, that was one of the moments where I felt it physically. And I was like, holy crap. Like, I felt that. That was real. Yes. And that's the way it should. That's the way we're meant to be, right? We're sensory beings. Yes. We're much more sensory than motor, but we live our life doing all the time. We're truly here to feel and to sense. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what all of my work and your work is really about. It's waking up to those senses that are naturally within us, mm-hmm. but our mind is so busy and the world is so busy that we just aren't tuned in. Yes, I totally agree. Um, so can you give this episode is called the energy codes with Jen. Mm-hmm. So with Genergy. So what are the energy codes in the most simplest way you could put it for people who have no idea? Yeah, I can do that pretty quick, I think. So the energy codes, they're practices. They're different practices and principles for awakening you to that sensory being, for awakening you to who you really are 
that you're really here to create the life that you want. And each of mostly it's breath work because breath is spirit in the body, but it's really practicing bringing your mind and connecting to the true self. I need to say that the energy codes are written by Dr. Sue Mortar. So I started studying with her before she had a book. She was just teaching courses. Cool. And then her book came out and it is called The Energy Codes. And then I became certified to teach her work. Okay. So that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So yes, and you gifted me one of the books. And I, I read it twice already in my life because I read it read it once and I was like, I didn't absorb that. Like you know how you read a book and mm-hmm. you just have to keep rereading it because you mm-hmm. just don't understand. And that was one of the books where I'm like, if I'm gonna take it seriously. I've got to go all in. I'm a very all or nothing type of person yeah. already. So with something like this, it it's hard to just um, kind of gloss over it. You really got to absorb it and make time for it um, because it's an entire lifestyle change. Yes. I, I know a lot of people that have read the book that say it's a lot and it's hard mm-hmm. for them to grasp, um, which is why I work with people helping them to get it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've read and reread and listened to Dr. Sue read it. And every time you hear something different, you yeah. get something different from it. Yeah, it's so juicy. Like it's so every page is so full of like 20 different things. Um, okay, so can you tell us your most profound personal experience while you've been doing this work for yourself? Sure. I I have a lot of stories, but I think this is probably one of my favorite. And it was when I was first really learning and practicing the energy codes. The basis of the energy codes is that you are the creator of your life and life is coming through you. It's not happening to you. Mm -hmm. And we hear this all, all the time on social media. I feel like we're seeing it everywhere about manifestation and creation. Mm -hmm. But what I love about Dr. Sue's work is that she teaches you sort of the recipe to that creation. Okay. Okay. So it's about sensing and feeling and finding the places in your body where you don't have the circuitry, the energetic circuitry. Mm -hmm. So I was at a place in my life where my sister, who is five years older than me, where we were very good friends, very close, and we had a falling out. And I won't make the story too long, but she was at my house visiting, left to go back to her house in another state and pretty much told me she was done with me. Mm Mm-hmm. And I reached out a few times, tried to heal that relationship with no luck, then took it to the body, which is one of the um, techniques in the energy codes. And I was actually practicing after a class one night with Dr. Sue, sitting at my computer, practicing this idea of coming into my body and getting the energetic circuitry going and then drawing my sister into that and seeing us as everything is okay. Mm -hmm. And as I was practicing, my phone buzzed and I looked down and she was calling me. That's so cool. She had not talked to me in a year. Wow. So that was really powerful for me. And since then I've had lots of experiences like that where, you know, it sounds like witchcraft and, and that, you know, it can feel like it too. Exactly. It can feel (laughs) exactly, but it's, and it seems miraculous and, but that's how life is supposed to be, right? right? Divine moment after divine moment, miracle after miracle. We really have that potential within us all. Yeah. I've had multiple experiences like that, like just this past week, really, when I'm, I'm thinking about a person and I'm stressing about what's happening between us two. And then they call me or text me and I'm like, whoa. So I'll cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But 
Oh, okay. There's an ad now. I don't even know if it's still recording. Okay. Yeah, it is. Okay. We'll cut that out. No bigs. <laughs> okay. So that's incredible. I love those moments. I love those moments because it proves to us that there's something it's, it's magic. That's yes. what it is. Yeah. Um, so, okay. This is a big question because I know there's so much with this, but what are, what should people know first if they want to dive into these practices of the energy codes? Um, what are a few fundamental concepts and principles that someone should know about their energetic body? Great question. Thank you. So everything's energy, right? Everything in our entire universe is energy, including you. And your energy is meant to be flowing. So we are a stream of consciousness flowing from the cosmos, condensing into a physical body. We literally hit the earth energetically and rise from there. And then this energy rises through our physical body and it kind of fountains out around us and recycles and recycles as more of this consciousness, this divine consciousness is pouring through us. Mm -hmm. So understanding that you are energy and that your energy is meant to be flowing, your life is 100% a reflection of your energy flow. So where there are places within you that are stuck energetically, you'll find out in life that those are the places in your life where there's some kind of a stuckness or something you're trying to get through. Mm -hmm. Okay. So can I tie that into your solar plexus? Absolutely. I was waiting for this. Okay. <laughs> so if you are a divine being, spirit in a body, flowing, hitting the earth and rising, your intention as spirit in the body is to rise fully through the body, up out through the top of your head mm -hmm. and be all that you're meant to be. If you have this constant feeling in chakra three at your solar plexus, and so many people in this world do, your spirit isn't fully rising. You're not fully. So that's because of a lack of circuitry in the power center. Mm -hmm. And without going too deep, your power center, your solar plexus is the anchoring point for your mind. It's where the mind oh. field anchors. So if you're it, so people, human beings, right? We're always in our head. Yeah. If you're in your head, you have a closed solar plexus. As soon as the solar plexus opens, the mind begins to relax and soften and who you really are can rise through the system. Yeah. That makes a lot that of sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it, I've, it makes a lot of sense why you're talking about the mind connecting to it because I'm always in my head. Yeah. And it, to the point where it feels like my head is not even attached to my body. Mm -hmm. um, like I remember a few weeks ago, I went outside to check the mail because I haven't been outside in so long. And working from home, doing school from home, like you forget to go outside for real. And I went outside and I couldn't even feel my feet on the ground. That's how much I felt like I was floating in my head. Like yeah. I was like, what the, what is going on? So anyway, that makes a lot of sense. And a, a lot of people, Mackenzie, want to feel like they're floating in their head. They want these big openings and these experiences connecting with mm -hmm. the cosmos and spirit. But I can tell you that they're so much more profound and powerful when we pull them into our body because we came here to live in a body. And so much of the energy codes is about embodiment, yes. being fully in the body, just walking outside and feeling each step. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'll, can I tell you something no, that happened yeah, to me ahead. last week? Go so ahead. I usually am very embodied and grounded and, you know, and I guess I've been in my head a lot because <laughs> I was getting ready to go out and I ran into the foot of my bed and 
I mean, my, I had three swollen toes. It was black and blue. My foot was swollen. We were getting ready to go out and I was like running through the house and I, I just jammed my foot so bad. And so for days I was aware of every step I took. (laughs) And so I said to my husband, because I believe life is happening for me and through me, like I was not energetically grounded. And so I became grounded, Mm -hmm. right? That happened. It pulled my mind back in my body. It pulled my mind back to my feet. And for weeks now, I've been so aware of every step. Yeah. And so like, that's just one example of how I created that. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Like yeah. That, that came through me and I needed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it didn't feel good. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. The challenge for me has always been getting into my body because I've always been so creative and imaginative and that's where it gets to be too much sometimes because I have such a big imagination that I get paranoid. I start thinking about all the things that could happen and I worry. And, uh. mm-hmm. So anyway, um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm working on right now. And your meditations have really helped. Good. I'm glad. Good. <laughs> Same. Um, okay. So Dr. Sue Mortar, she often bridges the gap between science and spirituality in her work. Can you discuss some of the scientific principles of, of that research or research, sorry, that supports the ideas presented in her book. Sure, absolutely. I, I love the science as we were talking earlier. I know, same. I love the science. And it really is quantum science, right? So quantum science is a newer science because science just didn't understand all of this. But even that toric field, that energy flowing through the system and, and recycling, that is quantum science. They can now study and prove that we are a flowing being of energy. Each of your chakras is located in a place in your body that is, um, there's an endocrine gland and a plexus of nerves. Mm. And so science can also understand now and, and can um, read the fact that, or, you know, see the fact that these places within our body are real. Mm. They're not just that woo-woo, right. know, Eastern ideas. Yes. There are truths that have been on the planet forever, but quantum science is starting to understand along with the fact that we're creating our own reality. There, there's a, it's a long research study, but I was so interested in understanding it. I've listened to a few people talk about it. It's called the slit experiment and the basis of it. You can Google it or look it up if you're mm-hmm. interested and your listeners can, but the basis of it is that you get what you expect to get or that what you think you're going to observe is what you will see. So uh, cells changed. They changed how they were presenting based on the observer. If Mm. the observer thought it was going to be solid mass, it was. If the observer thought it was going to be flowing, it was. And so our mind is creating our life or what we are observing is is what we are creating. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. That, that, okay. That brings me to another question. When my mind gets, my mind gets very (laughs) confused when you say we create our own reality. Is that, and obviously this, you are not saying this, but I always think like if something bad is happening in my life, it's my fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that mentality. Like, what is that? Like, well, so like me stubbing my toe or smashing my foot the other night, right? Yeah. It, I did create that. And, but I, I didn't create it deliberately. Right. So we can create deliberately or we can create by default. Life is a reflection of your energy flow. 
Okay. Okay. So if I'm driving down the street and someone hits my car, I take responsibility for something, something within me energetically that attracted that into my life. Okay. Quantum science has shown there's only attraction, right? So there's not assertion. So if someone's mean to me or unkind to me, I can't say, well, they asserted that on me. There's something within me that attracted that from them. Hmm. That's the idea of creatorship. And so when you bridge that or connect that to the energy codes, that's why we want this flowing energy. Because mm-hmm. when your field is aligned and your energy is flowing, then you have a picture in your mind of a dream you want. Your dreams are actually imprinted on the unified field. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the unified field is source, universe, God stuff, whatever you want to call it. Your images in your mind are imprinted on the unified field and the unified field responds, not responds like, oh, well, we really like Mackenzie, so let's give her that. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, right? Yeah. It's just energy. Yeah. Energy attracts energy and like attracts like. Mm-hmm. And so what you send out there, what's flowing from you is matched. Mm-hmm. So I hate to say it, but yes, if something quote unquote bad happens to you, you had a part of that creation, but ultimately it happened for you because everything in your life is happening for you to expand and up-level and become more of the being that you are. Mm-hmm. So there's a gift in everything. Yeah. And it, I guess it's more of a reflection. Like it's, it's not like if someone, if someone in your life got like murdered, let's just take it to the extreme, right? Because that happens. You didn't cause that. It's just a reflection of energy, right? Yes. And like, that's probably a whole nother podcast because um, I truly believe and have really come to understand in this work that even, well, first of all, death is not real. Your body dies, but who you are is is infinite. Mm -hmm. And they used to talk about having multiple lifetimes where it's really like you are a spirit that never dies and you just get to come and be in a different body suit at different times. Mm -hmm. And so we on this dimension, when someone dies, of course, it's difficult and sad. And I wouldn't, you know, I'm not, oops, I'm not, um, <laughs> I'm not like downplaying that, but the being who dies, there's some choice there. There's some predetermined soulful choice yeah. as to when you decide to leave the planet. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I believe that's what I believe. Yeah. I, I believe that too. Soul contracts are yes. definitely what makes the most sense to me. In reincarnation and stuff. Yes. Um, okay. So I guess where do you see the field of energy medicine and the energy codes heading in the future? Like what do you hope for? What do you – how how do you see this playing out to people in the future, I guess, is what I want to ask. So great question. I think the future is now. Um, Einstein said that the future of medicine, the future doctor would be a teacher. Because really, to learn that you are energy and that your moving energy is actually what heals, all you have to do is understand it and use your mind and have faith. Faith is part of it. If you, if you have faith, you, you're more in that energetic flow. Mm-hmm. Um, then any healing can happen mm-hmm. because our bodies were made to heal. Mm-hmm. Innately, our bodies are made to heal. So I really feel like First of all, it's so much more open now. There's so many more conversations about energy healing, energy medicine, because I say I I don't heal anybody. 
I just help them to activate their own healing, to flip right. the switch inside so that healing can happen. Yeah. Um, and so I really feel like it's, it's already happening and it's just going to continue to happen. More and more people come to see me who are just frustrated. Yes. Right. I yeah. had a call just the other day. A lady called me and said her daughter is 16. She has so much anxiety and so much stress. And every time she goes back to the doctor, they want to put her on a new medication. Mm -hmm. Our Western medicine treats from the outside in. Yes. And energy medicine goes to the source and heals from the inside out. Yeah. More so. people are definitely waking up to the fact. Not, well, I guess waking up is a, a word I want to use. But anyway, they're waking up to the fact that it's it's just a band-aid like yes. what they give you is just a band-aid like i have pcos so going to a, a doctor is so difficult because they just say okay take birth control take metformin take and it's just so many pills so many pharmaceuticals that i'm like okay so i'm gonna and they're like okay just take this for the rest of your life i'm like i don't want to do that like it, and I never feel their problem go away. It's just a little bit dimmed down. So, you know, so it's mm -hmm. just a Band-Aid. Um, so I agree with you. So you can totally heal that from within. And the first thing to do is truly the, the number one practice in the energy codes is central channel breathing. It's visualizing. And anybody who's listening can look up that toric field flow. Mm -hmm. But it's visualizing that flow of energy. And then here's why it's so powerful. Another part of quantum science, another reason we know this is truth, is that quantum science has proven that where your mind goes, energy flows. Energy follows thought. So our entire universe is made of photons, which are subatomic, smaller than an atom, particles. You are made of photons. The couch we're sitting on is made. Everything is photons, right? At different frequencies and different um, densities. Mm -hmm. Wherever your mind goes, photons of energy follow your mind. So if you're tired at the end of the day, you know your mind was outside of your body all day because your energy becomes dispersed. When you, that's the power of meditation. When you draw your mind into the body and now you start moving this energy through with the central channel breath, you're gathering photons in your body. Moving energy in your body will heal the PCOS. Mm -hmm. Everything heals when energy is moving. It has to. It's your natural state for energy to be moving. Right. And so that's why part of my work is releasing those unresolved emotions and those, the gunk is the scientific word that we use in the energy codes, the gunk in your system that may be preventing your energy from moving. But once your mind starts moving through your body, your energy automatically starts flowing more quickly. It's like you are literally, you know, when someone's a mess and you say, get yourself together, mm -hmm. right? You are energetically getting yourself together when you breathe through the body. Yeah, I like that way of saying it. I love that. Um, so when I find myself actually taking the initiative to like go pull up a meditation and bring myself back into like my body and what I'm feeling, and then I find myself an hour later that effect of like calmness and, and like groundedness wearing off, would you say that? is comes with practice like yeah yeah so here's the thing it starts out with and it, you know if you start reading the energy codes and doing the practices it starts out with like you know all right i'm gonna do this 20 minutes in the morning or whatever right and then i'm gonna do it before i go to bed and then it becomes part of just 
your, your being, right? So here's the thing. I get in my head too. You're asking me questions. I'm thinking of answers. And then I'm reminded to what I like to call drop in. So we're having a conversation. I can drop down into my body with a breath. I can just start to move that energy and still have the conversation with you. Okay. Yeah. And, and it get that just gets easier and easier. And it's so worth, some people give up, right? They quit. It's too hard. They quit. But I just think you're worth not giving up on, right? Yes. The more tuned in you are to what's going on inside of you, not only are you healing, and that's a beautiful byproduct of all of this, but you're more in aligned to be the creator of your life. Yeah. You know, and you're here to have it all. Yeah. Everybody who's listening to this podcast is here to have it all. Mm -hmm. And it's possible for everybody. Oh, yeah. That's so true. <laughs> So I have a really random question I just thought of. Um, do you, so when we were talking about earlier about how the chakras have been around for thousands and thousands of years, that's not anything new. Um, I also just thought about when you said that about like the evil eye symbol mm -hmm. and how that's been around for like over 5,000 years. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about like crystals and like tangible items and symbols that are supposed to mean things like do you think that holds specific energy and people are yeah yeah okay. absolutely I, Crystals I realize, have consciousness yeah uh, this couch we're sitting on has consciousness not mm -hmm. a level of consciousness that we have but right. <laughs> everything that has source energy flowing through it is conscious has consciousness yeah so crystals absolutely and yes symbols and signs and especially like egyptian hieroglyphics i don't have my ankh on today i wear an ankh necklace that's the um, breath of life symbol. Mm -hmm. They absolutely hold energies. Yeah. And so you think people can implement these symbols or tangible items like crystals into their life to assist? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I don't use them with my energy work. Some energy healers do use mm -hmm. them. I have them all over my house. I have them next to my bed and all over my house. And mm -hmm. when I meditate, sometimes I'll hold one or, you know, yeah. Um, but absolutely, I feel like it can, especially for someone who might have a harder time connecting, mm. it can make it a little bit easier to feel that connection when you have something that you can touch tangibly. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I asked you. I just felt called yeah, to. Good. I also noticed that every time I start to ask you a question, the answer already comes to me. And I'm like, oh, wait, I already know that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. And I loved also what you said real quick about... Uh, doctors are meant to be teachers. I, I think I saw a TikTok the other day that was like doctor in like Latin or some language means teacher. teacher. I was like, oh, that's so funny. I saw that the other day. Yeah. So I need to stick with the doctors who teach me and not just give me things to shut me up, you know? Yes. So, okay. So what is your morning routine? You talked about it a little bit in the beginning with your divine moment, but how do you set up your day to feel your best? So great question. And I think it's one of the most important things that we're really aware of our breath and who we are and tuning in first thing in the morning does set you up for the perfect day. Before my eyes even open, while I'm laying in bed, I love the feeling of waking <laughs> up and then like, ooh, I don't have to get up. And so like just <laughs> laying in bed with my head on the pillow. And actually this morning I, I woke up at 5.30 and I was laying in bed 
And I said to my husband, are you awake? And he said, yeah. I said, let's go watch the sunrise. Mm -hmm. So we actually went to the beach to watch the sunrise, but we didn't have to get up just then. He said, I don't think we need to get up yet. So <laughs> I lay there and I breathe through my central channel. I, I bring my mind to each chakra because remember energy follows thought. So right away I'm activating each chakra. And then I start to breathe from beyond my body into my body because then I'm connecting to my higher self because mm -hmm. who we really are is this energy, this invisible energy that's beyond the body. Mm -hmm. And so I just breathe through the central channel a little bit and then I get up and I sit up and I drop into meditation. It's not always the same. Sometimes it's just I'll set my timer for 20 minutes and just sit in the stillness and listen, breathe, connect inward. Sometimes I'll listen to something guided and then turn that off and sit. Mm -hmm. Or I, I'm very much like to chant, so sometimes I'll do some chanting. I think it's really important for anybody that meditates, if they listen to something guided, to just have at least a few moments of just quiet with yourself mm -hmm. after you listen to something. Yeah, I've been doing that lately, actually. It's good. That's it is so good. important. Yeah. And then I get up and stretch. I do yoga. I have My mat sort of sits out all the time, so not always a long yoga practice, but I'll go to my mat maybe for 10 minutes and stretch and just move my body as I'm breathing mm -hmm. to really wake up because that's the purpose of yoga is to connect you to who you really are. Yeah. Um, and then I sit on my porch with my coffee and wait for signs. And, yeah, and wait for your cicada again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I've been um, into morning routines a lot lately, so I've been asking everyone, like, what do you do in the morning? Because I really I want a routine to make myself feel good because if I wake up and immediately go to work like I have been doing, I get so freaking anxious and I can't calm down until everything's done. But I need to teach myself that not everything's that freaking urgent. So, you know? I, and I want you to equate anxiousness with your spirit is trying to rise. So when you feel anxious, okay, your spirit is trying to rise and it can't. Yeah. Okay. It's trying. It feels uncomfortable. You feel anxious because there's this divine flow within you that's trying to move and flow through you. And your mind and your focus on the outer world is not allowing it to flow through you. Yeah. Okay. I'll okay. say that. I'll, actually, I'll genuinely remind myself because that makes a lot of sense. Because once I did your meditation and I let myself like move through it instead of like just holding it there and like trying to ignore it and hold on to it, if like went away, it totally mm -hmm. went away. Because at the end of the meditation, you're like, okay, now think about your obstacle again, which mine was the pit in my stomach. I mm -hmm. thought of it and I wasn't there. And it was really weird how you said, um, not weird. It was very cool how um, I, I like recognized my obstacle and I actually saw my solar plexus in my mind's eye, like come to me and was like, and I was like, and I had a conversation with it. Does that sound crazy? No, that's beautiful. Okay. I was, I was like, I'm talking to my solar plexus right now. Like it was just a sun. Like I saw the sun. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, you just showed up. And I just, I heard like protection, like I'm doing it to protect myself, mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't need that protection anymore. Um, that holding on in your solar plexus, so that obstacle that you felt during the meditation was physical. And if you continued to have that physical obstacle in your body, then you would encounter in your life something that would make you feel powerless. Yes. That's the way it works. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it works. You get the power center awake and moving and you're not going to have those occasions in your life where they're going to be fewer where you feel powerless. 
because they're only coming in because they're a reflection of the energy that's not moving through your power center. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I was feeling the most anxious yesterday where I was like, I don't know what that noise is. Anyway, I was feeling it yesterday the most when um, all of these things, one after the other after the other, was happening. And I was like, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? My, I was moving my boyfriend into his new apartment. And the truck we were using for my dad's broke down. That's probably why he was calling me to be like, are you okay now? Because I was having a full mental breakdown. So, so frustrated. We had to walk somewhere. We had to wait for the tow truck. I left my purse in the Uber. I had was in, I, he just dropped it off. Like it's just so many things. I was like, what the hell is going on? So in those moments when your mind is going, why is this happening to me? Instead, say to yourself, where do I feel this? Where in my body am I locked up right now? Yeah. Or do I feel a heaviness? Or Because if you can get that energy moving, you shift what is happening in your life. Yeah. It was happening to you for a good reason that doesn't feel like a good reason yeah. because we're all here to expand as who we are, to know who we are, to expand as these soulful beings. And if we don't know that, a lot of people don't and may not in this lifetime, but if we don't know that, we keep bumping into things that are trying to push us toward that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just so absorbing. I don't even know what to say. I'm just like, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So wrapping up, do you have any advice or insights you would like to leave with us or just some last words? It's okay if you don't. Um, I think the most important thing that what I would end saying is take time to be still. Yeah. Stop if it's if it's getting in your car and putting your seatbelt on and just taking two deep breaths and tuning into your body or every time you stop at a red light if you're out and you're a busy person take a red light as a moment to be still and to tune back inward all of your power is within you yeah and you have so much power available to you that that's really how it starts is understanding there's nothing bigger than you yeah I love that. That's such good advice for the like real working people in the world, even if it's just putting on your seatbelt. Um, okay. Well, how can people interact with you and work with you? Um, my website is I am Genergy, J-E-N-E-R-G-Y.com. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I do healing online healing sessions remotely. I do a monthly group healing the first Monday of every month. Um, unless there's a holiday or something this month that was different, but I do a group healing if you want to sort of try it out because it's much cheaper and it's as a group and it's really fun to be in a collective and to do this healing. Yeah. And, um, and you can read about the coaching and the other things I do as well. Awesome. Yay. Well, thank you for being here and like answering all of my questions. I know it's so much information, so I'm genuinely honored to hear all of this from you. Thank you for having me, Mackenzie. I love being here. Okay, so everything will be in the show notes. And yeah, you'll hear me in the outro. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And I'll catch you next time.